This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL versus NL. I can't shout over you. I'll tell you why. I separate this right out. Are you a Maoist sir? Let's make debates great again. NL versus NL. Hello and welcome to News Laundry podcast NL versus NL. Uh, we are back again with a new episode we are debating today if aap is dabbling in soft hindutva ayush agrees with it hello ayush hi and i disagree with the topic uh, we are living in extraordinary times not just because we are going through a pandemic and we are recording this podcast at our home but also because we live in political climate today where the shiv sena is considered more secular than aap and uh, why is that we're going to get into that discussion uh, i'm going to give it away to ayush to begin his piece and explain to us why he thinks aap is dabbling in soft hindutva go ahead ayush so uh, i'll begin by describing what i think is soft hindutva so hindutva in itself uh, you know stands for this political ideology that tries to shape a cultural nation of hindus where hindus are the first citizens it you know it, because it's bringing about a social change it's a it's very brutish it can be violent but soft hindutva can only be about images symbolism uh, some sensitivities or posturing uh, so th- that's what i think the aam aadmi party was doing for you know uh, in the months leading to the delhi election for arvind kejriwal to recite the hanuman chalisa you know in the in media interviews for saurabh bhardwaj to do those hanuman events on the first tuesday of every month and then he later said that he we also won because of lord hanuman things like that so i don't think that the aap as it was uh, you know several years ago when it seemed to be offering a sort of a secular alternative to bjp's hindutva politics what is what is happening i think is that it's just perfecting what what modi set out to do in 2014 that is modi said that he would be you know bringing development and when he came to power there was another new agenda of uh, hindutva politics so even though the latter has succeeded and we've seen a lot of that in the last 5 years we haven't seen a lot of development what what kejriwal seems to be doing now is he's offering development but he is also playing to the hindutva gallery he's trying to not disturb this political majority of hindus that modi created and uh, that mobilization is not going away and i think that's a problem because religious politics overall you know it unleashes certain cultural forces which are bad for the society equal rights scientific outlook which we should not uh, give up on so that's my argument okay so i completely disagree with you and i think uh, our fundamental disagreements here are in how we define soft hindutva i don't think there's any such thing as soft hindutva and i think people who use the term don't understand how toxic hindutva really is or probably don't even understand what hindutva is so um i think when most people say soft hindutva like you said what they mean is uh, a political parties indulging in a sort of a public expression of a certain type of hinduness quote unquote so like when you said uh, reciting the hanuman chalisa which for the record i think was planned i think that was tv news gold and i don't think it was spontaneous i think a message was being trying to send out uh, but if we go by that definition then uh, gandhi also did soft hindutva with his very public bhajans uh, you know with a very religious color to it he invoked ram as, or or if you go by that definition then an iftar party is i don't know soft islamism and i think aap uh, at least till last year aap was throwing iftar parties i don't know this year what would happen 
or uh, you know uh, for example when amanatullah invoked allah in one of his speeches you could go back to that and say that oh this is islamism and this is what the right wing does you know right wing channels like times now and republic does it when it comes to islam i don't think we should make that same mistake when it comes to hindus or hinduism quote unquote and i'm saying hinduism loosely because i know a lot of people have a lot of problems with the definitions a lot of people would define it differently but let's just say hinduness so i i don't think a party going to a temple or invoking ram and not just aap right we've had people like siddaramaiya who's supposed to be an atheist but before the karnataka elections he went on his temple run so and we've had it since the time of gandhi you know uh, and before gandhi actually not gandhi i mean so i think since time in memorial we've had uh, politicians dabble in some sort of public expression of religion and that doesn't really qualify as soft hindutva and i'd say that soft hindutva when you say soft hindutva what you soft hindutva what you're saying is an expression of hinduness and i think that's very different from hindutva okay so uh, my first problem with what manisha uh, manisha's rebuttal or opposition is that i don't define soft hindutva simply as a public expression of faith i i was i in my argument i said that it has to occur within the whole you know political large political presence of hindutva itself in that there is already a hindu majority which has become a very potent force in our politics and soft hindutva is if not uh, you know dealing directly with this hindu majority in in the sense of a national government or a government that is controlling all institution it's simply catering to that hindu majority gandhi's example is incorrect here because he was not uh, mobilizing hindus during the freedom struggle he was mobilizing indians e- even though he did inject religion into politics in his time the context of it was fighting colonialism was fighting an outsider no i don't think gandhi you're correct with the gandhi uh, analogy because take something as simple as cow slaughter gandhi mm. from the very beginning said that muslims should not be cow slaughtering he wrote poems in praise of the cow he uh, so so that, that's where the difference that i think comes in is that and i think aap is maybe similar in some ways i mean gandhi is a very tall order i wouldn't compare any aap leader with gandhi but uh, a i think i reject the argument that the hindu majority is something that the bjp has created i think that hindu majority sentiment existed way before before modi and i think that uh, yeah he was rallying indians and uh, he wasn't i think gandhi's hindu hinduness was different from the fact that it didn't include other exclude other religions but it was pandering to hindus i don't think he was just benignly you know i don't think he was like this oh my dear indians i think there was a very specific hindu quality to his invocation ha huh. so okay i agree that hindu uh, majority is precedes modi you know even precedes modi in his lifetime but uh, the uh, what i mean is that there's a political majority that every once in a while a government creates for example or uh, sorry a movement creates for example the india against corruption movement created a political majority that was against corruption and for transparency now we can't say that the that sentiment was missing even before they came into the scene the hindu majority was there but modi has simply empowered them and you know even weaponizing he has weaponized their faith gandhi didn't do any of that i don't think gandhi even uh, as you say catered to the hindus i think he used certain uh, values of the hindu religion and then he made some universal appeals so even if for example he was defending a cow slaughter he would be completely against uh, demonizing the hindus in the whole process 
in in any case uh, what aap is doing is within the context of what modi is doing they do not they are unwilling to disturb this uh, said the sensitivities that he has brought into picture and these sensitivities are of course they they violate the values of say equal rights the aap did not come forward and uh, speak against the nrc or the caa now that is not a matter of religion it is a matter of civil rights so that was i think playing to the gallery again i think gandhi in that sense would have been way different and uh, you know in that context that he would he would have come forward and said something like you can't do this with the minority in your own country so that is the crucial difference that i uh, disagree with you on second uh, for example uh, i'll take rajiv gandhi's example when he was prime minister he opened the locks of the babri masjid and he allowed the vhp to conduct a ritual within the premises of the mosque uh, i think that was soft hindutva in its time because that was not just a public expression of faith but in the context of the ram janmabhoomi movement that was you know flaring at that time he simply catered to the same sensitivities that that movement tried to mold and of course we know what happened when the, there was a prayer inside and the locks were broken and in 5 years the mosque came down so that is in a way shows the dangers of this kind of soft uh, soft hindutva that it um, does not go as far as of course uh, bringing the changes uh, as hard hindutva hindutva in itself but it clears the way for uh, some very disturbing elements of religious politics to enter a society and you know just bring very uh, bad disruptions okay so um, first about the rajiv gandhi thing i think that was hindutva i would not call it soft hindutva because it was the hindutva forces that were demanding the opening of the gates and rajiv gandhi did it obviously because he wanted to make up for shabano and i don't see soft hindutva there i think that was pure hindutva uh, i think one of the things that we need to understand aap's politics uh, you know soft hindutva hindutva politics is uh, i think we need to understand how muslims have reacted to it so there are two things to it one is the muslim consolidation that uh, the aap got i think its victory wouldn't have been possible without the women dalits and muslims there was a huge muslim consolidation behind aap and this was the first time after sheila dikshit so i think there's a there's something that tells us about the community that despite its open sort of pandering to hanuman or its public expression of hinduness like i said it doesn't scare a muslim away and that's fundamentally because when an aap worker says jai hanuman i don't think i feel scared in the way that i feel scared when bjp guy says jai shri ram an aap worker will say jai hanuman jai hanuman whatever but he's not going to stop someone at least yet i mean we're only talking about what's happening till now he's not going to stop a muslim and say okay go ahead say jai hanuman or i'll lynch you or or hanuman is your god this is the kind of language of hindutva that the bjp has where it says that ram is your god too ki hindustan mein rehna hoga jai shri ram kehna hoga it is willing to i mean there are lynchings that have happened where you know people have forced a muslim to chant jai shri ram so fundamentally i think we need to also understand whether it's hindutva or not soft hindutva or not and how muslims react to this sort of politics the fact that it's backed the party in a very strong way means that the community is not threatened by it and i think that's a good measure of understanding whether this is hindutva or not because muslims today more than ever would be very threatened by hindutva so there that's one point the second point is a sort of a philosophical point that i wanted to just make of um, how a lot of i think a lot of liberals and a lot of 
privileged left left liberals or liberals are able to be so staunchly secular because of because we have a lot of other things to fall back on our education our privilege our you know money that we have we're born into families that have been able to educate us we have a certain sense of financial security i think when you have more and more of that you can be more and more uh, less reliant on faith and that's not true for a large number of indians for a large number of indians nothing works right like we're going through a pandemic right now for a huge proportion of indian population public health does not work law does not deliver the police is out to beat you there's there's really very little in india that works for you if you come and this is for a majority of people and i think when you're going through that faith is the only thing that you have you know faith is something your of your own and i think politicians across time in india have understood that power of that space that faith holds for a large number of indians so why so i think when an aap professes you know its faith or or, or gives liberty to its leaders to you know have a sundar kand or whatever a lot of people um find solace in that and i think they understand that and that necessarily does not mean that it's a, it's going to be a toxic it's going to be as toxic as imposing your faith on the other and i think this was kind of the traditional congress sort of politics that they had perfected for a while which they then lost way somewhere but i do think this is a good time in india to have a political party that understands the importance of faith for people that doesn't look down at it uh, but that also recognizes that there's going to be equal space for your faith irrespective of where you come from and that primary resources your access to healthcare education a good job will not depend on your faith and i think there aap has uh, shown that when it talks about education it's going to talk about everyone's education when it talks about healthcare it's going to talk about a mohalla clinic for all mohallas you know so first of all manisha said that you know uh, that muslims feel comfortable and they're not threatened by aap's expression of faith i don't know how to comment on it i don't, I don't know how she can do it because both of us are not muslims i'm going by the vote consolidation okay so and okay also, oh one incident in ngt your time is up you can't interrupt okay. him anymore yeah so uh, she manisha also said that aap is finally a party that has uh, you know realized the importance of faith and it can realize the equality of faiths i think that's not true because nrc was one issue where equality of faith came up as a national debate and aap failed to take a position on it so i don't think that equality of uh, uh, faith wala argument applies to aap at all it only i'm sure it apply they are comfortable with faith but as my argument is they're only comfortable with the majority ka faith that is of the hindus so yeah uh, one is i didn't say that aap is i mean aap is the opportune party i think that the time is right for a party to do that i do think that from everything that aap has done right now i don't think we can make the claim that they aren't for uh, till now that they aren't for giving all faiths equal space i think that ca nrc was a calculated political move you can you can there uh, accuse them of being uh, politically uh, calculated uh, but i don't think you can still accuse them of soft hindutva there because when he was asked the questions of ca nrc uh, you know kejriwal did say that oh but you know i don't see what the point is so it was a meek sort of a protest but i think he didn't want to get sucked into a terrain where bjp would win and i think a political party's primary objective is to win so there i don't think that's a reflection of hindutva uh, the other thing uh, i wanted to ask ayush was when we're talking about public expression of faith you have the us which has a national day of prayer right right from the time of abraham lincoln where 
the president would actually ask you to turn to prayer and meditation and a big part of it would obviously be christian faith that doesn't necessarily turn america into like a christian majority country you know or a, i don't know what is the equivalence for a hindutva like there's no christian tatva whatever <laughs> so um similarly i think just um you know keeping a prayer or stuff like that doesn't make us hindutva as a country i do think what is a test of aap will be will amanatullah be as free to express his faith as say a saurabh bhardwaj is will he be allowed to hold a you know mass namaz if he wants to or have a eid a public eid celebration not only would he be allowed to do that or not but will the party come to his support if he's attacked by say you know times now republic was saying oh look at this islamist so when a party is muslim leaders come under attack from uh, you know uh, the right wing proxies that make up our tv news studios is the party going to stand up for them or not i think that will be for me the big test of whether this is hindutva or not for now uh, whatever they've done till now i don't think uh, i don't think it's a cause of alarm there, there is definitely political opportunism in where they've strategically decided to be silent at certain uh, occasions they've decided to distance themselves with shaheen bag they've tried to not uh, openly come out you know in support of muslims after the riots but that's opportunism or political hypocrisy or calculativeness not really hindutva okay uh, so my response to the uh, thing about uh, christian the national prayer day in america i think the exam uh, the it's not the best comparison simply because the idea of nation and nationhood in america is very different society has different fault lines so you have a you have a you know more or less homogeneous nation that speaks one language uh praise to one uh, i mean subscribes to one religion in india we have a fault line on along the line of religion we have certain traumatic events from history which you know make these things very sensitive and that might not be the case in the states second was uh, i think i agree with your point about amanatullah that was one of my arguments that till now we haven't seen amanatullah or haji mohammed yunus who's the mla from mustafabad you know we haven't seen their uh, public uh, uh, celebration of faith probably because uh, haji is so busy you know trying to uh, cover up for his own party's incompetence when it comes to looking after muslims in the aftermath of the riots second was i don't agree with this argument that the, uh, the objective of a political party's should simply be to win elections i'm i'm of course aware that that is the reality but i don't agree with it on the count that if the this is uh, my uh, entire problem that um, if aap is going to cater to bjp in the long run just like it did before the delhi election it will just wind up being a polit- local party that is this keeps probably winning an election for a while in this union territory of delhi because in states like gujarat where you know even congress would play to when before all india had the hindu majority as a electorate Gujarat had it on before that, and Congress played the same game with the BJP. But in the BJP, in in the end, sorry, the BJP won that out. So, AAP will eventually lose this game to the BJP. And in fact, it'll the premises of all the things will not change. In fact, it might just end up being uh, becoming more hardline. Okay, that was fun. Thanks, Ayush, for joining me on this debate. I hope you had fun. Yeah, I had fun. It was a uh, very fruitful. <laughs> Wow, that was very mechanical, guys. This is basically just to give you a sneak peek into our news laundry newsroom. As you just witnessed, both Ayush and I don't agree on something, and that's news laundry newsroom on most days. Most of us don't agree on many things. We are not like 
contrary to popular perception we are not like a group think people with like similar kind of thinking and similar kind of ideologies coming together working like robots we have different opinions and we argue it out and we're generally all uh, very uh, decent about it sometimes we shout and scream but that's not for the recording <laughs> and uh, so this nl versus nl format is to tell you guys that it is possible to have a civil debate without uh, losing it on each other this is not just restricted to the news laundry team the nl versus nl podcast is supposed to be something that we want to uh, invite more people to do invite more people to come on board and debate with each other so we have a special form that is only for subscribers so you have to subscribe to news laundry to get access to that form you fill that form you tell us your opinion on various uh, issues and we'll match you with someone who thinks exactly the opposite of what you think and we'll get you guys on board to debate to make debates great again so check out the form fill it and if you're not a news laundry subscriber this is a great uh, incentive to become one because you can then be part of some fun debates and also meet new people through you know these debates fun times thank you for joining us and stay tuned for our next episode All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.